Hello, my name is Travis Snyder. I'm the Director of Middle School Education here at the Montessori School of Denver. I'm here to share with you some insights on the teenage brain. So an almond and an orange walk into a bar. The almond, feeling a bit salty, soon decides to pick a fight with the person sitting next to it. The much larger but mild-mannered orange, seeing what is about to happen, says nothing. The orange says nothing. You're probably wondering why I'm starting this podcast off with a bad joke about almonds and oranges. Well, you see, the teenage brain basically lives this bad joke day in and day out. In this illustration, the almond represents the amygdala, or amygdalae, which are two very small almond-shaped parts of the brain primarily involved with emotional responses, such as elation, anxiety, fear, and aggression. The orange represents the prefrontal cortex. This area of the brain is much larger than the amygdala and is associated with more complex behaviors such as decision-making, expression, executive functioning, personality, and managing or moderating social behavior. This is the area of the brain employed to consider whether or not a potential action is appropriate. So back to the bad joke shared earlier and its connection to the teenage brain. Here, the almond representing the amygdala is set to attack the person beside it without any real cause. Perhaps if we had a chance to talk to the almond, it might share with us that the person had just looked at it in a funny way. Perhaps it heard the person say something snarky toward it. Unfortunately, we will never know because, well, come on, almonds can't talk. Anyway, the almond is about to act upon an impulse that may or may not have some underlying reason. This is where the orange, representing the prefrontal cortex, should interject. It is the orange's job to temper the impulse, or at least to process through the possible outcomes, in order to determine whether or not attacking the person is an appropriate act. In our case, the orange does nothing. The teenage brain often operates in a similar fashion. This is because the prefrontal cortex is still under construction. During adolescence, unused neural pathways are being pruned while other, relatively dormant pathways are coming into use. Consequently, the adolescent brain behaves differently than the adult brain. To complicate matters, this brain development is occurring at a time when adolescents are going through rather dramatic physical, social, and emotional changes associated with puberty. When you consider these things in conjunction with one another, you should begin to see that the playing field for an adolescent's decision-making can often be chaotic and irrational. The teenage brain is known for egocentrism. There is always one important person in the room, and it isn't you. Risk-taking behavior. Teens tend not to anticipate the outcomes of their actions. Hyperbolic talk. This is the age of absolutes. You never let me. You always say that, etc., etc. Teenage hypocrisy. Your behavior as a parent will be judged, even when they are unable to hold themselves accountable for similar actions. Adolescents are moody. Perhaps there is one non-moody adolescent out there. Nah. Behavior can be volatile and unpredictable. It is also important for parents to know that the teenage brain struggles with executive functioning. This is why rooms are so messy, homework gets forgotten or lost, and responsibilities are often overlooked. As mentioned in the Planes of Development podcast, these behaviors are difficult for parents to process because they are used to the consistency and organization their children exhibited in the previous plane of development.
So here are some tools we suggest you implement at home. One, be patient. Remember that this is just a stage in your child's development. It arrives and it eventually leaves. Two, give yourself room to be frustrated. This is important to remember because it is easy to bottle the frustrations, only to see them erupt later in your very own adult tantrum. Three, if you do erupt, which you will, be sure to follow up with your child after you have both cooled down. Use language that expresses why you acted the way you did, but also holds their behavior accountable. Use language that opens up a conversation. Avoid top-down statements as they will only close off the discussion. Four, avoid asking them this question. Why did you do that? The likelihood of them knowing an answer to that question is slim at best, and it will only lead to frustration on your part, and perhaps even a trip into adult tantrum land. If you want to try to tease something out of your adolescent's behavior, we suggest revisiting the conversation later in the day and asking them something like, do you remember what was on your mind when you did that earlier? They might have something. However, be prepared, as the explanation will probably surprise you. Five, remind yourself that adolescents can be scary to your child. They don't know why they are acting this way. If you press them too hard for an explanation, they will continually come up short, which will weigh heavily on them. The goal is to support and build them up over this time. Too much criticism can lead to their feeling insecure and potentially closing themselves off. Always leave room for conversation. Always leave room for them to correct their behavior. Six, remind yourself of these poignant words from Maria Montessori. The adolescent must never be treated as a child, for that is a stage of life that he has surpassed. It is better to treat an adolescent as if he had a greater value than he actually shows, than as if he had less, and let him feel that his merits and self-respect are disregarded. Remember that the next few years will have their difficulties, but you aren't alone. We here in the middle school program are focused on ensuring your child's success and are very well practiced in working with the peculiarities that come with this age. We are always here to help, so don't hesitate to reach out. Please tune into the next installment where we will discuss tools to help with executive functioning. Thank you.